What's up, podcast listeners? This is your host, Rafael Matuszewski, and this is, again, another edition of the Car Vlog Podcast. If you are just listening to this, this has a video recording, which I upload to YouTube, which, by the way, all of you need to subscribe to my YouTube channel. Like, I think I surpassed a thousand videos on there. So that's a combination of uh, not only these podcast episodes, but exercise videos I use for my clients and patients all the time, as well as I think close to 200 exercise tutorials. Can't beat that. Um, Shout outs. I only remember one city, but that's okay because it's my new number one. Shout out to everyone in Australia in the city of Brisbane. Brisbane. Man, I'm having terrible luck with my tripod in my car. So, for those watching right now, you just had a fun ride with my phone, and now the angle and aspect of it is going to be terrible when I upload this, but you know what? My show has been always about the raw and rugged, so there you have it. Um, so, Brisbane, Brisbane, whatever it is, shout out to everyone in Australia listening to my show. Thank you so much for the support. All right. Today's topic, abs. Six-pack abs that everyone wants but doesn't have the work ethic to get them or doesn't realize the, you know, um, what's it called? The amount of work that is needed to get them. Um, Recently, I had someone reach out to me on my Instagram asking for the best six-pack abs exercises. And I was like, damn, I thought we knew better, you guys. But again, this just goes to show, similar to what I was talking about about my um, conversation with my Lyft driver in San Fran about weight loss. Like, I would like to think that I'm, you know, chipping away at the minutia and the shit that's out there about fitness and health with my show and all my posts I do in social media. But obviously, I have not even scratched the surface. So, that being said, we're going to have a little conversation about functional labs and how to get them. Number one, crunches will not give you a six-pack. Not at all. I'm sorry. No matter how many crunches you do, you're not going to get a six-pack if you have a layer of adipose tissue, aka fat, along your abdomen. Like, you don't see an obese man or woman that does a thousand crunches a day just have a shredded midsection and nothing else, right? It just doesn't work that way. And that brings me to like point one point one. You can't spot reduce, you know? No matter how many reps you do on a single body part, it is not going to tone up or shred off fat the way you think it is, all right? Your body will 
uh, cut down fat the way it's supposed to. It goes almost like if you think if you take the top of your head and the bottom of your feet and you start bringing that middle point closer, like the last thing that go is that abdominal, abdominal fat right in the middle that everyone wants gone. So going back to exercise selection, one, if you hooked up a bunch of electrodes to your ab muscles, which is your uh, rectus abdominis, your transverse abdominis, and everything basically from the top of your shoulder down to your hips is a core muscle. If you connected all of that to a computer to show how much muscle activity is used during a core exercise, you will see in many, many studies that you can find on like Google Scholar or PubMed that crunches or a sit-up has minimal, you know, ab muscle activation compared to something like a front plank that utilizes more, you know, energy to produce. So when it comes to, you know, the weight loss and fat loss perspective, knowing that I could burn X amount more calories in a workout if I did side planks and front planks compared to crunches, why would I waste my time doing crunches? And then the other caveat is crunches tend to fuck up people's spines. So if you listen to my episode with Dr. Sue McGill probably six months ago now, he is the leading expert in spinal mechanics in the world. He's dedicated probably 40 years of his career to spine mechanics. So this guy knows a thing or two about how the spine works. And he was the first to discover, maybe not the first to discover, but publish it and make it his, um, is that after a certain amount of forward flexion, meaning your spine from a straight position goes into a rounded position forward, so forward flexion, eventually the discs on the opposite end push out and then people get bulging discs, AKA low back pain. In a world that we live in today, especially with COVID, if you're still stuck at home doing nothing, you are sitting for long periods of time. So let's say pre-COVID times, you sit in your car for 45 minutes driving to work. You sit at your desk eight to 10 hours. You then go back into your car, drive home for an hour or more because of traffic. And then you sit down at your dinner table to eat. And then you sit down to watch Netflix, Disney Plus, whatever other streaming service you have. And then you go to sleep. So probably 90% of your day is you sitting in a forward flex position. Why would you want to further take your body into a forward flex position like a crunch, which is going to add more stress to not only your low back, your upper back, your neck, your hips, everything. It would make more sense to do the opposite, right? So why feed, you know, a fire more gasoline? So that being said, there's other functional ways, and I'm air quoting functional because there's a whole movement online that, you know, if you're not functionally training, it's fucking terrible and you're gonna explode if you don't. You can still do traditional bicep curls and not explode. But anyway, 
things that prevent flexion, rotation, lateral flexion, and extension are the best exercises for your low back and your abs. So something like a front plank, side plank, and all their variations work very well. A cable or band anti-rotation press works really well. Cable chops and lifts work really well. Ab rollout, stability ball saws, like any of those things, basically any core exercise that's not a crunch is a good thing to do. Anything that prevents, that forces your spine to stay neutral essentially and fight rotational forces is a good thing and that's what you want to aim for. That being said, you're going to recruit more muscle fibers, burn more calories and get you closer to the six pack abs that you want. Now that we have the exercise portion covered, we need to look at dietary changes. To get lean enough to see a six pack, you're looking at, for men, probably being in a sub 7% body fat. And in order to get there, needs a lot of sacrifice. And for women, it's about 12-11% I believe. I haven't trained a, a woman competing for bodybuilding or figure in a long time. Um, so that being said, essentially you need to eat clean 99% of the time to get those abs that you're looking for. Meaning, not binge drinking on the weekend, no binge eating, no you know, oh, I'm going to go out for lunch today because I forgot lunch at home. You literally have to calculate every single calorie you put into your mouth to ensure that you don't go over your calories for the day. So when I say tracking calories, that means also weighing every gram and morsel of food you put into your gullet. And do that for at least three to eight months, depending on where you're at, to see those abs pop out. And now you have to think about, can you do that for the rest of your life to have a six pack? Is it really that important, right? There's nothing wrong with being fit as a man at like 10% body fat. You're still pretty muscular. You have a flat stomach, but you're not shredded like you're gonna go on to a cover of a magazine. Because are you really gonna be that much more happy dropping another 4% in order to see abs? Probably not. You know, how much more value will that give you into your life to get that, you know what I mean? Like, most of the time it's not worth it. As, as long as you're like, I guess if you were competing, that's the only time when you would do it. But if you're an average Joe that, fuck, has two to three kids, full-time job, you're in your mid-40s, most likely getting a six-pack is not going to be high on the priority list. But going, you know, 10 to 12% body fat, looking fit and lean, but not shredded on the abdominal area is okay. Like... 
who are you trying to impress with your shredded abs? You know what I mean? Um, but that goes to say, like, is it impossible? No. If you have the right environment. Now imagine if your spouse or significant other also is a workout fiend like yourself and likes to track their calories and weigh their food and does it with you every single day. It makes it a lot easier to follow that. You know, to a point where when you go on vacation, you're working out every single day when you go on vacation. Or, you know, you're, you're on your own, you're single, and all you do is work out and eat properly, then yeah, those are the situations where it works pretty well. But if you're a person that's like a social butterfly that likes to go out for drinks and dinners and lunches and things like that, it's probably not going to happen. You've got to be realistic with yourself right like here's an example i'm in the fitness industry i don't have a six pack i have a flat stomach but you know am i going to shred myself down further to give up things like cheesecake that i really like pizza nights with my wife you know making sushi with my wife and eating it am i going to say no to like because you know summer's around the corner going out to get ice cream like fuck that no i want to enjoy those things why would i give those things up just to have a shredded six-pack so i take a photo and put it on my instagram and that's it like it's really unrealistic but i get it a lot of people want to get there and you can but you have to sacrifice a lot in your life to get there you know, the people you see that are shredded are like the professionals of fitness, if that makes sense. Like, I can go play basketball every single day, but I'm not going to be as good as a LeBron James or Michael Jordan. You know, I can be pretty good, but I'm not going to be that great like them. So similar here, like, if someone decides to start working out, for some reason they have this expectation in their head that they're going to look like fitness professionals like bodybuilding pros like no like they dedicate their entire life to look like that right they literally give up going to their family's outings for birthdays because they can't eat any of the food or they go and they bring their little tupperware container of exactly 33 grams of whatever and 127 grams of this all weighed out in a perfect little container and they eat that right you need to first figure out if chasing six-pack abs is actually worth the time and work in your life like if you ask any bodybuilder to shredded how many how many hours they spend into the gym like Arnold Schwarzenegger spent about two to three hours a day in the gym. Every day. Like, that's almost a full-time job. And I've known a lot of um, fitness models, and um, both male and female, that do it for a living. And essentially, they get a phone call and go, and their agent's like, hey, you have a photo shoot in five weeks. Here's the details and go. So essentially, you need to be fit five weeks out or six weeks out before a shoot. So there's no like cheating at all. Like they don't go out drinking, they don't go out to eat at all. 
So you need to really hone in on what's really important in your life. All right, I think I covered that topic pretty well. If you have any more questions about it, let me know. Uh, hit the show notes, add me on Facebook, Instagram. Um, share this podcast with your friends and family. Um, thank you for the support, you guys. You guys are freaking amazing. Um, just seriously, like, thank you, thank you so, so, so much for everything that you guys have been doing for me, you know, sending me messages, emails, everything, like, from the bottom of my heart, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Love you guys. Until next time.